Get ready and tune into the Doctor's Guide Podcast, raw and unfiltered, a unique platform to help you optimize your health through dynamic role-playing, real-life challenges with expert guests and your host, Dr. Bart Rademacher. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher, and this is the Doctor's Guide Podcast, bringing to you real-time situations that you may easily relate to and find out how you can actually process that particular problem so that you can optimize you. And this is such an important element in what we need today because too often we're so reliant on other people telling us what to do, particularly our doctors. And me being a doctor and me training for 17 years and been practicing for quite some time, you know, we are doing the best that we can with all the resources that we have and the, you know, the knowledge and the technology. But truthfully, you know, ultimately, you're the one as the listener, as a patient, you know, must make those decisions for yourself. And so one thing that we learned in the previous session is trust your body, but not everybody has that awareness. So my hope today is that you get to learn more about how you make a decision for yourself to optimize you because there's so much information out there and it's a challenge to filter out all the, the real stuff from the stuff that's not so good. And so I today, what we're going to do is we're going to do some role playing with some really cool people. That's Pooja and Anastasia. And what they're going to do is they're going to do about four to six minute role play. One is a patient and one is a coach or practitioner and guiding them to making the right decisions. And my hope is that you'll get an insight, but as well as an actionable step that you can take from that. And we're going to unpack some of that stuff afterwards. So welcome, Pooja and Anastasia. Um, introduce yourselves and then tell us afterwards you know, what roles you will be playing. Pooja, you first. Hi, I'm from London. I'm a banker. I live here. And I'm also a Tony Robbins leadership trainee. So I've been part of the academy for two years now. I absolutely love it. I have been um, I'm tr sort of transitioning into the leadership role, hopefully now soon. And I've been a, also live with type 1 diabetes and various autoimmune conditions. I've been living with them for 25 years. So I'm a brand ambassador for a diabetes support group called Diabetes 2020. Awesome. So Anastasia, uh, tell us a little bit about you and uh, and then we'll go into our role, respective roles. Oh, wait, hang on a second. Fun fact about you, Pooja. I am a Kenyan Indian. So, well, I've been brought up in Kenya, East Africa. Awesome. So, Spent all my life there, pretty much. I'm born in Ukraine, living in Sydney, an extraordinary results coach who is known for its direct and fun approach to any problem from a very loving state. I also support Tony Robbins on his mission by doing uh, by working and serving as a trainer at his every virtual and in-person events. The fun fact about me, it's uh, that I played chess with Richard Branson for 40 minutes. Oh my gosh, how cool is that? So I just upgraded myself because I know you. Um, and one fun fact about me is that, you know, I got to hang out with uh, Anastasia and, and Fiji at the Life Mastery event of Tony Robbins. And she actually put me straight a couple of times and I totally respect her for that. Cool. Pooja, what role will you be playing today? So I'll be playing the role of a um, bulimic patient, bulimic girl, a girl who is struggling with her condition, eating disorder. All right. Anastasia? 
I'm playing as a results coach. It's a professional role, yet it's not a doctor, but a results coach who can get you to the results that you're seeking. Plus also with the history of overcoming bulimia myself without the doctor's help. Excellent. All right, Pooja, you're up. Hi, Anastasia. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, my parents have kind of signed me up to this. Uh, I wasn't really sure I was ready for it. However, I really hope you can help me because I've tried everything and nothing is working. Uh, I'm really not happy with my body. I'm really not feeling great. And I tend to get super, like, I, I don't feel, I'm not happy with my weight. I don't feel, I'm not happy with the way I look. I tend to eat a lot. And then I tend to obviously force myself to throw up. It's It happens like to me eight times a day. And I can't help it because it's just something that's in my mind. Like I don't feel good enough. I feel guilty for eating all that food. And then I just stick my fingers down my throat. I go there. Sometimes my family didn't know I was suffering from it. So I was doing it quietly for many years. Um, and now they found out and they've tried to help me. I've tried so many things. I've gone to see doctors, but yeah, I don't know. But I do want to feel better. I don't want to feel like this. I want to be able to eat and drink and feel good and feel okay with my body and not feel guilty. And, and keep the weight off because I don't like weight. I feel like I, I just feel, I don't feel good. I feel fat. Well, thank you so much for your trust, Pooja. What just resonates in coming to me that is a possibility that you, first of all, are not accepting yourself the way you are? Possibly, yeah. Also, I is it? I don't right. like myself. Right. And also, is there a possibility that you keep comparing yourself to other people? Yeah, I do it all the time. Also, is there a possibility that you are judging yourself? Yeah. And with this, uh, you know, questions and, you know, slight awareness, if you would ask your bulimia, for example, why, you know, like what role is she serving? And just imagine that bulimia is on the right hand just, you know, and she's talking to you. If you would ask, dear bulimia, what role are you serving? How are you supporting me at the moment? What do you think she might be teaching you? I mean, at the moment, I feel like bulimia is helping me look good and stay slim. Like, I feel like it's helping me because that's the only way I feel like I can look good. And I also, I also enjoy, like, not enjoy, but have some food and, you know, because I get, I feel really weak without it, and I feel really tired. So then I have to eat. But I feel like it. It sounds weird, but I feel like it helps me, like to look good. Absolutely. Is there a possibility that overeating and throwing up? It's only one of the vehicles that is helping you to feel good. Is there a possibility that that there are other vehicles, other methods to look good and to enjoy your food when you're feeling enough? Or what do you think would be the right answer for you? How can you? feel good, look good, and do it in a healthy, organic, sustainable way for your body? I mean, yeah, it's possible that there are other ways, but I'm just so blocked off from knowing what, what ways there are, what could be possible. Would you be able to help me find some ways? Because I just feel like right now my mind is so blocked and I'm, I'm just ridden with guilt and sort of anxiety and this low, horrible feeling about myself and my body and I just can't seem to get my head out of this. Like it's so con like stressful and overwhelming. Great. So now if you just would take a deep breath and another deep breath. 
and another deep breath. And just keep your eyes closed and just ask your body, um, what does it feel when it's overreaching and throwing up? What emotion does come to that? Anger and guilt, frustration. What would you like to feel instead, anger and guilt? I'd like to feel content, happy, grateful. So what needs to happen for you to feel grateful and content on a daily basis? What ritual can you do? I can maybe learn to accept myself the way I am. Mm -hmm. Learn to love myself the way I am. Mm -hmm. So what is your daily... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. To be grateful for my body, maybe. To be able to be grateful, I'd love that. To look at myself in the mirror and love myself. Great. And can, and what can you do on a daily basis to accept yourself, to love yourself in the mirror? Do you have like a meditation, meditation ritual or prayer or anything else that you can do every day? Yeah, I think I could... I don't have a ritual at the moment. However, I'm open to whatever you suggest and you share. Um, I could just say thank you. I love you. Thank you to my body. Um, I could ask my body. I, I've heard of this technique where you say, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you to the body. I've tried it a few times and it helped me feel better for a few minutes. So I oh. think it's a proponent or something. Oponopona, exactly right. Oh, How yeah. often do you do oponopona at this stage? I mean, not often, just when I'm feeling really like I'm exhausted and I'm about to give up on myself, like just tired, you know, like I need to go in a hospital or just, yeah. Hey, Anastasia, so, Anastasia wrap it up. Yeah, so the, the very first homework would be for you to start the day with Hoponopona prayer and to do Hoponopona prayer before every urge that you have to overeat and to do it every time before you go to bed. And then, yeah, I would be looking forward to see you at our next session. Thank you so much for your trust, Puja. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'll be doing that. Outstanding. I already feel better. I already feel better. Outstanding, both of you. And, and I want to qualify this for the listeners. Uh, here you have two accomplished uh, people in the world of personal development um, and an outstanding um, um, coach with um, Anastasia. And so what they just role played was something that actually is uh, sped up. So it's it not it won't normally be this quick, but they portrayed all the different elements that a good coach would take someone through so that they can make that transformation. And this could be several coaching sessions. It could be several months um, with the micro distinctions that the coach gets in supporting and guiding um, the client in the direction that is in alignment with their view of the world. And so I think you did a wonderful job. And, and I just needed to qualify that so that the, the listener doesn't think, well, this is nonsense. This is not going to happen. Guess what? It does, but it's over a period of time and multiple sessions. So Pooja, um, tell us what was going on with you. And then we'll ask Anastasia the same question. So I really did put myself in the shoes of someone who's experiencing an overwhelm with a medical condition, whatever. And this particular one was bulimia. 
and hating her body, hating herself. I've experienced something similar before. Um, and just feeling guilty for everything I eat, drink, consume. And it was really beautiful because the coach was asking me to think of what it's trying to teach me. What can I learn from this? As opposed to, you know, don't get over this condition. You need to be different. Like she wasn't telling me what I need to do. She was allowing the sort of me as a patient or, or uh, what do you call it, a student to find the solutions within myself. And I think that was absolutely beautiful and brilliant. Awesome. Anastasia. Well, what was coming up for me that I was in Pooja's place, but I didn't have a coach for myself and such. But what really resonated with me, it's after you over it, it's actually giving yourself even more love, even more acceptance. When you do something wrong, rather than put even more guilt on yourself, just give you that love and acceptance and conditions that you probably witnessed when I was witnessing uh, Pooja. How, like as soon as she said, I love you, thank you, please forgive me, how softened her face how her physiology changed, how she just became more present. And you you witnessed it, it was all real. Just with these four magic words from Oponopona Hawaiian prayer. You know, that that that's fundamental. And I think what happens in our world today, you know, with all the distractions and all the noise and the, what I would call toxic noise out there, um, and some, some of it intentional, some of it not, um, how we actually lose sight of this one key element that we need to do all the time is how to best love ourselves. And full transparency, um, I'm one of those guys and I'm a work, no, I'm not a workaholic. I just love to work. It's fun. And I spend hours and hours and hours, you know, doing all the cool stuff and I'm neglecting my body. And I did a deep meditation with one of Joe Dispenza's work. And it was just a micro distinction that I got out today was gotta love you your body and my my priority was health and then love and then universal connection i've gone through the tony robbins thing by the way um and i just flipped it this morning for love is absolutely first and there's a lot more that i could share but i don't want to because i really want to unpack what's going on because in this world you know we we're very quick to judge the stuff that we don't understand and uh, one area that i just don't understand is bulimia um, and I'm sure that there's a lot of shaming going on of, of women who undergo that. Um, I'm ashamed to say that I think even my daughter went through and I did, wasn't even aware of it until many, many years later. So please help us. I think I'm going to ask Anastasia this because I, I'm guessing you have a better view on it. What's really going on with the bulimics? What's the insights that we should have? And then some action plans. So uh, when I was uh, throwing up, um, what was happening to me, I was a bodybuilder with uh, like a winning champion in bodybuilding. And I had a lot of judgment towards people who are overweight. So every time I would see a person who is overweight doing macros, I had that judge like, oh my God, you're fat. How dare you to eat McDonald's? Like, what's wrong with you? It's embarrassing. It's disgusting. And then at the same time, as soon as I did that judgment, after years and years of bulimia, I was throwing up in a public to toilet. That was disgusting. Public toilet. And you're facing it. And then you have to throw up. And then the thought just came to me. Oh, my God. Those people are, are also not well. Only because they don't throw up, it doesn't mean they're well. They also have some sort of suffering. And that moment, what happened, I had so much love for them that I understood we both are suffering. We just have different ways of doing that. Yes, yeah. my body looks fit, but I'm not healthy. 
emotionally I'm making myself sick so many times when the hospitals are refusing to, to actually hospitalize me because my weight is normal and I look fit because I'm a freaking fitness model. And then after that, the, the journey of loving myself became rather than focusing on stopping bulimia, you know, I started focusing on being healthy and giving myself love because I wasn't loving myself at the moment. My overtraining was related to actually me punishing myself for overeating. So it wasn't a healthy fuel. I didn't train to love myself. I trained to punish myself. So after that, my focus became after I overeat, it's okay. We are on the path to be better. It's fine. Overall, we are getting healthier. And that became, you know, the first turning point when overeating became less and less. And because I wasn't focusing on that. And then I caught myself on the thought that, oh my God, it has been two weeks and I, and I didn't overeat. And that was the healthy part of development. No medication, no anything. Just giving love and compassion for your own self and for your own journey. So if I were to ask you, and, and perhaps not on the personal level, but just in general terms, you know, where does this, you know, hate for self come? Is it, is it you know, I'm also European. Um, my father was very, very strict. And, you know, I learned, you know, to be self-critical on, on many levels. Is that something that is, is going on with people that are bulimic? Because um, full transparency, again, I think that's what happened to my, my daughter. Well, I never felt good enough in terms of my parents. And also coming from Ukrainian Russian background, we are not taught to love to love ourselves. We are all criticized and judged by our achievements that has nothing to do with love, compassion, and happiness. So also what happened, you know, as soon as you do something wrong, we have so much guilt to our towards ourselves. And that's something that what my second husband taught me when I do something wrong, instead of punishing me, he gave me even more love. So he spoke to my higher self, even when I do something wrong. And he hold me accountable to my higher standard rather than actually punishing me and blaming and shaming me. And that's what made our relationship extraordinary. And that's a gift I give to my clients because I always see their higher self and I talk to them like their higher self. Yeah, I'd like you to expound on that a little bit more uh, after I say one thing and then go to Pooja. And, um, you know, one thing I, I did learn is that we all do the best we can with the resources that we have. And I would assume that most parents, you know, if not, not all of them, but the vast majority, they're just doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. And so even as much as they're strict and, and punishing, you know, it's their way, uh, perhaps, you know, a little... In, in the wrong way, but it's their way to show how much they love you because they're using their standards. They're learning, they're giving you what they've learned so that you can be successful in your life. And so rather than, you know, be so critical about them and how mean they were, recognize that number one, they were doing the best they can with the resources that they had. But number two, they just wanted to be your best self. And by being strict or being you know, punishing was they, you know, unconsciously their hope to make you a better person. Pooja. You're next. Yes. Um, so the insight that I is about the insight, right? Yeah. The insight that I got from this is that um, you can learn a lot about your own, what you're going through or your suffering by just and sort of reduce it, like reduce the pain of your whatever you're feeling through loving yourself, through going inside yourself, through connecting with your higher self, like she said to asking what is it trying to teach me and 
by loving yourself, that love, like you said, has the power to heal a lot of things. A lot of things, the biochemical imbalances in your body, those voices in your head that are telling you to do things that are probably not healthy for you, you know, harming yourself. Because often that harm is coming from being too much in your head. When you're too much in your head and you're overthinking things, you're comparing yourself to others because no one matters except yourself. I mean, yes, other people do matter. You should love them and you should spread your love. However, you matter more than anyone else. You have to put on your own oxygen mask. You have to look after yourself. You have to love yourself. If you do that, you can be that source of inspirational love or whatever you want to be, that that beautiful woman or man that you want to be to other people. You know, you can be that radiance and share it with other people. So I think one of the most amazing things that I learned from this was that just in asking yourself the questions that what what is this trying to teach me? What can I learn from this? Um, how can I connect with myself? How can I love myself more or, you know, feel like she said, not feel guilty about what I'm going through or not judge myself when you're having a bad day or you've done made a mistake. We're all humans. We make mistakes. And in saying to yourself, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And forgiving yourself is the most important thing. You can't forgive others unless you forgive yourself. You can't love others unless you love yourself. You know, you can't feel gratitude for anything else unless you're grateful for your own body, which is the most important thing. In um, I'm actually an Indian and in Hinduism. It's not, I, I wouldn't call myself religious by any means or form, but the, what we've learned is that your body, the, the teacher, I, I guess it's a concept in yoga too, your body is your temple. So it's the most important vessel of yours and God resides inside of you in your heart and soul. You know, God is God is in your soul, God is in your heart, your higher consciousness is God. We're all God. Um, and in that, in that way, like there's a light in all of us, a beauty in all of us. And so if you're not looking after, if you, you know, Hindus put their little gods in temples and they go to temples to pray, However, if you're bought, if God is inside of you, in your soul, your heart, and your your body is your temple, and you're disrespecting your temple, you're hating your temple, I mean, right. how are you going to feel a connection or feel good? So love yourself, forgive yourself, feel grateful for your body. I think that's the most important things I've learned. So one thing, so thank you for that for, from both of you as we're slowly wrapping up. Um, so what I would find and what I would say for many people out there is um, the the term uh, to love yourself, right, is so overused. And I think a lot of people like to tune out on that. And that's probably the worst thing that you can do. Um, but then again, it's a matter of how, you know, it's offered and, and how, how it's delivered and how it's received. But for those skeptics out there, um, there's a complete scientific basis behind all of this. And I'll be very brief on that. And that, first of all, your thoughts lead to uh, chemicals, which are um, which are which is the language of the body. So your chemicals affect how your body feels. Those are your emotions. So that's the language of your body. And your thoughts are the is the language of your brain. Now, your heart. And last time I checked, is connected to your brain. And every time the heart you know pumps, it creates a, a electromagnetic field around the electric pulse that goes to the heart. Well, guess what? That electromagnetic field radiates at least 12 feet around uh, from you. So it's affecting people around you, but it's also affecting every single cell within you. What does that mean? Well, whatever thought you have, that's information that's being given to the heart, which is then being transferred into electromagnetic field. And that's information going to every single cell. Kind of sort of what you know, Anastasia was talking uh, before about cancer. 
um, you know, and, and breast cancer and how sort of relationships have developed into cancer. Um, and it's all from the brain affecting the heart and the electromagnetic field. So for those skeptics out there that are unwilling to love themselves, you know, go find a place where you can learn more about yourself and feel the personal development. So I think it's going to be critically important for you to find that path. It's taken me for years to figure that out, even as much as I've been involved in that journey for a very, very long time. But it's those micro distinctions that make a difference. So I'd like to give um, Pooja first, um, last comment, and how do people find you? So people can find me on Instagram at uh, Pooja Radia, P-O-O-J-A-R-A-D-I-A, or Facebook, Pooja Radia, the same, uh, under the same name. And also on the Diabetes 2020 uh, Diabetes Support Platform, I you find me there, you'll be able to find some uh, tools and guidance tips on how to manage living with autoimmune conditions like type 1 diabetes. Yeah, and if you didn't hear Pooja before, definitely listen to her on the Doctor Guide, Doctor's Guide podcast. Great insights about type 1 diabetes and what you can do. Anastasia, last comment? Well, I'd love, I'd love to uh, finish with the last comment. Your personality creates your personal reality. And you can connect with me via AnastasiaCortez.com or via my Instagram. And the link will be posted in the chat. Thank you so much. Awesome. And yeah, if people want to find more how to connect with themselves, Joe Dispenza is a great place to go. Great. You know, he, he has demystified, you know, how to connect with self. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm Dr. Bart Rademacher. This is the Doctor's Guide podcast, bringing to you the tools and the resources that you can use for a process so that you can better make decisions for yourself so that you can go on this journey of health optimization. Because ultimately, as I like to put it, and this might upset some people out there, <clears throat> but that's okay. I'm a disruptor. I'm also the youngest of three and a rebel. And so, um, uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. Um, disease is a choice. You know, being sick is a choice. And I, and I say this why? Well, only 1.5%, some people will disagree with me, but only 1.5% of all diseases are strictly genetic. That means the rest are environmental, all the other factors, and your choices, whether you eat or not, or just let it come out the wrong way. Um, that's also a choice. And so with all the information that we have now, I mean, on the internet, there's so many ways to optimize your health. The real challenge is, you know, what's believable. And that's my job as the doctor's guide, both for the consumer and my doctor colleagues out there, you know, how to curate, educate, and um, then guide people to make the right choices. And my mission, personal mission is not only to bring this beautiful ecosystem of wonderful and awesome people like Pooja and Anastasia together so that we can better guide others, but also to change the way that we access um, health optimization because it's definitely needed all over the world. There's so many things out there in so many different countries that are doing things differently and much better than sometimes we find in, in with our local doc. As much as our local docs are always doing the best that they can, you know, maybe it's time that we started looking at things ourselves with the right guidance to make best decisions. We'll be back. Buja, Anastasia, thank you so much. You were absolutely delightful, and uh, I appreciate you both. Thank you. Dr. Bart, and also just like the very last one, illness, it's all about I. Wellness, it's all about we. So thank you so much for creating such an informative podcast that is going to benefit so many others. 
Thank you. I love that. Can I borrow that one? Go ahead. Awesome. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you I very love much. That, Anastasia. Thank you so much, Dr. Bart. This has been a, an honor. Thank you for listening to The Doctor's Guide, an innovative approach to help you navigate the complexities of your health journey with Dr. Bart Rademacher and his expert guests. Tune in to more insights and action steps in our next episode every weekday at 6 p.m. Eastern.